Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone. This is the Building Heroes Podcast. Welcome, welcome. And today we have a real treat with one of our launch guests. This is Candice Duggar. And I am super excited to talk with her because she has a great story to tell. She was formerly in the corporate world and then she traded in her high heels for Uggs when she suffered a serious illness. And then that journey opened her eyes to the pain of her own children that they were experiencing in school. And that seems like it changed the whole course of your life. So welcome, Candice. And why don't you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about you and your story? Thank you, Molly. I'm actually just sitting here chuckling as I still have my Uggs on while I'm talking to you today, right? I really, honest to goodness, um, they've really moved to Ugg slippers now. So I have moved on up in that fashion world. Um, but yeah, I used to run multi-billion dollar companies. I loved speaking and running teams and being down on capital. I love what I did for a living, but um, I became very ill. And actually I ended up on bed rest well over three years, guys. I'm not talking. It was a slight illness. And this was about seven years ago. And it was during that time. And when I mean everything was gone, right? The nanny is gone. The team is gone. The assistants are gone. My life went to bedridden to the point that I was waiting for my husband to come home at the end of the day so I could bathe. I was very ill. I didn't know if I'd survive. Our family was in crisis mode. But it was during that time when friends started going away, because after a long time of sitting with people in pain, a lot of people don't know how to process that in their lives, right? My kids were hurting, our family was hurting, but I was in so much of a quiet mode. It was like, I had no choice but to really realize the state of pain my own family was in. And I, I started to see that I had a child that was happy and doing well. He you know, just turned into the preteen, tween years, and we all hear they can be horrific. So I'm thinking maybe it's that, maybe he's dealing with his mom's illness. Like there's a lot going on. We'll give a lot of grace. But I started to see behavior that was really concerning. And at the time, I didn't know how horrific his bullying was, or we would have made other choices and stepped in a lot sooner. But even when we approached the school and we went to them, it made the situation worse. It put my son's life in more danger. And then we almost lost him to suicide. And it was during this time of just having to be quiet and still and listening to, for me, you know, for me, I'm a Christian. So I was listening to this quiet, still voice in my mind. And I really felt that we needed to make some drastic changes in his life to save him. And we ended up homeschooling. Now, guys, I mean, my when I literally uttered the words the first time, I was like, Lord, you got to come up with another plan because this ain't it. Like, this is the worst idea I have ever heard. I am on bed rest. I can't bathe myself. I'm going to educate this kid. He's got dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia. He's got mental health stuff. Like, you have, this is a terrible idea. But I, I just knew it was what we needed to do. My husband was not on board uh, at the time. My kid was really struggling. I, when I say struggling, I mean, he was the kid who was getting B's in school and they were passing him along because he was a good, easy kid, right? He didn't cause problems. I just moved him along. He was hardly writing a sentence. He was really struggling and just broken in his spirit. Everything about him 
just exhilarated pain when you stepped into space with like a presence or something, you can paint. And, um, you know, we, we signed up, we got to a homeschool convention and it was at that time I said, you know, what, we're going to try it. And my husband agreed. He said, well, you can't do any worse than they're doing. So, I mean, you can have one year, right? How many people have, can we raise our hands? How many people have said one year, I'm going to do it one year. And if it doesn't work, I'll send them back. And now we are both huge advocates and speak and train and, We've really used this time and space of seeing the pain our son was in to see how many other families are out there hurting, how many other children are out there hurting and sitting in this space of pain, whether it's cyberbullying or online uh, gaming bullying or revenge porn. I mean, the stuff that's out there that our youth are dealing with today are things that us parents can hardly connect to because we didn't experience it. We all went to English and math and stuff. We get that. And we get in-person bullying. We get what playground bullying may have been. We don't get bullying since 2011. We don't understand the social media addiction and the DMs and the grooming attacks that are coming against our kids and platforms from adult males to them all the time at young ages, right? We, it's hard for us to even wrap our brain around the pain they're in. And so that's really what we do now. Now we help equip parents to step into this hard place with their children and help healing. And we teach and equip leaders, right? There's so many leaders who don't even really understand how to, how to walk into this space and equip our future leaders. And we talk about raising heroes. They can't really be leaders if they under, understand or have the skills to lead. And so the new leadership skills kids are looking for, my goodness, from how are they gonna handle the online pain? How do they handle the online kickbacks? How do they handle the rejection and the just pressure of living life online? And especially in this whole COVID world, my goodness, we're all online. <laughs> so, so that's a little bit about me, probably a lot more than you're thinking for an introduction, but that's me and that's kind of our story and how we got to this place of needing to find uh, some new resources and skills and help some other children get to a place of healing. No, I love that. I love that you tell that story because really, I mean, it is a story of courage and a, a hero's journey. We, we can see all the elements in that story because there were calls to action that you did not want to have in your life. <laughs> no, and the reality, Molly, is I could have made other choices. It took courage yeah. to step into yeah. that when my family was thinking I'm crazy, when my own parents are like, well, we'll just pay for private school, or you can't do that, or doctors who are like, you can hardly feed and take care of yourself, you are crazy. But I knew, my mother, You sometimes you just know. And now the knowledge that I have, I didn't have back then, was really guiding me in a direction that saved his life. We would have not been on that path if we would have kept putting the pressure and the academics and the direction and not taken space and time to deal with the healing and the mental health components that so many people don't even want to talk about. You know, it's just push it down and stomp it down and keep winning, keep growing, keep mm -hmm. doing the next thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, before we, we got on this recording here, we were chatting a bit and you said this phrase that I just loved. You said, you got to get out of the matrix of expectations. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, 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 yes. That that's probably really was a big part of crushing your son, in addition to the bullying and all the other cultural things yeah. going on. And yeah. 
it, you know, when you shifted the focus from allowing him to be in a space of healing and then a space of growth to become who he's meant to become and took the focus off the academics, that was powerful. It was not only powerful now, guys, um, I, I, I almost, I, I get teared up and it's really hard to talk about sometimes because I, I look at this child who I still today, I remember sitting in the car with him going to a class and we were talking about his future and he had no hope. There's no hope, Molly. There was, I will be lucky to get a job and I'll take any job anyone's willing to give me because I have no value. He truly believed he had no value and no self-worth. And can you imagine as a parent, you're sitting there with somebody that's in so much pain that they don't even feel that they would be given any job in this world, much less being called into the work that they were created for. Yeah. Just not even being able to see that. And now this same kid who is um, writing books and speaking on mental health and getting certified as a life coach. And I see him walk into deep spaces of kids who's also attempted suicide and sit with them. And one of my favorite sayings I hear him talk about is um, hurt people hurt people, but those who are healed help heal others. And he steps into that space to bring them along to healing and show them how to do that for others. And it is just one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed because it does take people who have sat in pain to really understand, just like if women are working in miscarriage work or divorce work, until you've been there and you empathize and you connect to that heart of a person, it's so hard, so hard to pull them along. It's like trying to coach homeschoolers if you haven't homeschooled, right? Like, it's kind of hard to really get it. How are you mompreneuring and how are you running your business and teaching all these things if you haven't done it? Yeah. And truly, I mean, for so many of us, your mess is your message because you've gotten through it and you know how it feels, but you also know there is hope. There is. And how many of us are living in this world now that everything looks so pretty? You see the Facebook reel and the family vacations and their successes and their life and their travel. Pinterest films. Being, being vulnerable like we are today. Yeah. Healing and the beauty and magic comes when we're willing to be human with each other, when we're willing to connect that we have all of these things that make us beautiful, but our pain is where our experiences come from and our strength for our next piece. And so when we're willing to share that with other people, we encourage and give them hope that they're not alone and they can come through this. I know as a mom, when I was sitting there with a child who I was back, I mean, this is a kid, guys, who now is in physics in college, or college of 16, but at eighth grade, we were going back to first grade math because he had what I call Swiss cheese education. He came out of a system and it was like a foundation that had so many holes in it. I was like, what is happening right now? We had to go back to the beginning. And when I was there and I kept hearing from people who were like, it gets better. I couldn't believe it got better. I couldn't believe, and I couldn't find very many other parents, Molly, in our homeschool world, everybody seemed to be homeschooling because they wanted to homeschool and it was going to be wonderful to be with their children all day and it was called upon them. That's not my story. I was running away from pain. I was not running to something I wanted. And so when I ran away from that pain to this part, I couldn't really see the beauty in it. I was just trying to stay away from that pain. I couldn't find the beauty in the moment. Even when everybody was telling me how beautiful it could be, I was like, yeah, but you haven't been there. 
And I had a hard time finding that place in the homeschool community. And so now we try to serve that in an open space for others to have some real talk, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes after you've been homeschooling for a while, you actually forget how hard it really was at the beginning. And sometimes it's still hard now and and you do forget because you get into that better space. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes we're running away from pain and, and sometimes we're doing it to try and fix the kids and make, sometimes we're doing it to prove that we're not going to fail our kids. Well, and for me, I, you know, and I, I was actually um, talking in a group earlier and a lot of people think they homeschool to shelter their kids from a lot of this pain. And I'm like, but this pain exists in our space. All of these issues are there. You don't isolate from them. They're going to approach. It's how are you equipping your kids to deal with them when they do? And if they don't approach it by the time they're 18, when you launch them, they're going to deal with it. So yeah, it's just, are you delaying that? Right. Are you delaying yeah. it to some sort? So it's, um, it's going to happen. It's just, how are you going to walk in that space and prepare them to, well, and I, to take I, the tough challenge? Yeah. And I like that you bring that up too, because often in homeschooling, the problems in your family are magnified. <laughs> I mean, Especially if your mom talks about it publicly all over the world, then everybody gets to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but like the issues in your family, they don't go away when you bring them home. The problems are magnified and then you can either send oh. them back to school or ignore them. Or yeah. you can say, wait, this is part of the journey. We have struggles. We have right. obstacles. They're not just there to bug us and frustrate us. I know. <laughs> I know. I always tell my, yeah. um, I train and equip leaders in the homeschool community. A lot of people who are coaching and coming in and I'm like, if you're ever dealing with a family like ours, or you're dealing with a family who's leaving folks, anxiety, stress, school, phobia, pick it. I don't really care what you pick, pick it. If your advice is, here's your laws and your curriculum, it's going to work, guys. The beauty, (laughs) it just doesn't work. Trust me. And I know that's how we're all equipped to here's your laws and here's your curriculum. But the healing and the magic of we need to have character before curriculum and we need to take care of our mental health before our math. And we need to really find a place that this family works cohesively as a team again. We're a team. You've run your life over eight hours a day while I ran my life. We're now all in this together. And when COVID has hit, my goodness, you know, I'm running two businesses. My husband's running a business. Both my kids are entrepreneurs and doing school in this house. There's a whole lot under this roof. Even with that, it's put more pressure on us to have to tighten back down and deal with some sibling issues, right? Of just jealousy (laughs) and mom's attention and all of these things that get amplified even in the homeschool world when our world's changed. So I agree with you. It just puts that big spotlight right on the, right on the wounds that need to be dealt with. It does. And in, in a sense, I think that's one of the things that makes homeschooling so fantastic is when we can embrace that idea that it's, it's not all about getting our kids to follow the laws or the rules and get their worksheets done. That, that kind of how many, how many of our kids, Molly are fighting us not because they don't want to do the work, they're broken and they're hurting themselves. And we may not have given them space. It may not be an issue of not wanting to do it. They might have some fears or rejection or perfectionist issues. There could be a lot of other things going on there. That kid's not wanting to rebel. They're just retaliating in pain because that's the only way they know how to when you're their safe person. They don't know yeah. how else to respond. Absolutely. And I think so many of our kids 
you know, in this human experience are coming and be with everything that's going on in the world, there's so much chaos and confusion. And also just like you're saying too, with social media, there's such a high bar out there to yeah. feel like you have to be perfect. And I think so many of our kids just don't even feel valued. And then when we bring them home and homeschool and they can't even live up to our expectations, you know, that right there is not good either. <laughs> So, yeah. so I, we need to flip the whole way we're thinking about raising kids, homeschooling mm -hmm. kids. It's not about getting them to do things, not about getting them to obey everything perfectly. It's more about building their character first and okay. building the relationship with them so they feel understood. And then when they're in a good space, it is truly amazing what they can learn and how they can grow and what they can accomplish. I know. And I know we'll be getting to get back together and talk again. So maybe in the next one, I'll get to share with you kind of where that story has come for us, because I can't even begin to tell you now looking back on my fears and my trembling and my anxiety and my worry and how many sleepless nights I had with really, is this kid going to get out of my house? But you yeah. know, <laughs> right? or how bad am I going to mess them up to where we've come? Um, I just, as a mom, I, I just wish I would have also had a little more compassion for myself and a little yeah. more grace and a yeah. little more just, I wish I would have given myself what I was given him. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I was Well, I, yeah. And I think that is a perfect place to wrap up this interview because we do have a whole other interview with you that will be coming up soon on the podcast. But in the meantime, for launch day, I'm excited to hear about your launch giveaway that you have yes. for our subscribers. I do. Will rate, review, download, and subscribe to the podcast to help us launch this thing. So once you have rated, reviewed, subscribed to your podcast, Molly, I would love to contribute to your group. We actually have a book up on Amazon. I want to give all of your group a free copy of our Helping Our Children Journal and Process Through COVID-19. We are having so many kids that are having a struggle right now processing what's going on, what pain, what their worlds have flipped upside down. And this is actually going to be a gift for your parent, your kids, any age. It really helps our tweens and teens processing the fears of the future, helping process where they are. I know I work with a lot of athletes who are even worried about their scholarships and their lives going away. And what is this future going to be? And finding that hope. So I want to give that all to you guys. I'll send over the digital copies for you guys and we have them up on Amazon. But I just, I think it's a great place to start with helping our kids process what's going on through this pandemic because it just seems to keep going. Absolutely. And our kids are having a hard time finding an end in sight. You know, absolutely. I totally agree. And I thank you so much for that wonderful giveaway because I think that's so needed right now, you know, because even, and, and probably I'm guessing this will help parents as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so our family, a little tidbit to go with this, Molly, what our family ended up doing during this time of COVID is we've created a time capsule. So if your family is out there and you haven't done that, I wish I would have done that during September 11th, like these milestone moments. So in our time capsule, we even have stupid stuff like empty rolls of toilet paper and what the... <laughs> I mean, seriously, but um, in our box, and then people have interviewed 
We've done interviews with different family members and written them and put them in. We put our journals and our processing of where we were in that moment when we heard about lockdowns or what it was like. We live here right outside of Washington, D.C. So what has been our experience here and with other family members in different parts of the country? And I have a son on the spectrum who has a service dog. And what is that like for him working a service dog with anxiety? anxiety and fears during the pandemic. And so we've created this beautiful time capsule that we'll be, they'll be able to share with their families and using the journal as a part of it. So. Oh, I love that. What a wonderful idea. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us today. And we will hear from you again in an upcoming podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you, Molly. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.